On this episode of the Retire ASAP show, we are going to talk about our fantasy football league, Brad and I, and how that relates to your investment portfolio. It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and with me I have our co-host, Brad Fike. What's going on? Ready, set, Hut, it's football season. It is. Well, not quite yet. We're still, we just had what, a preseason game? I don't think they play this weekend because it's a Labor Day weekend. I think they start the following weekend as the first weekend. I believe you're correct. So that's great. The Browns are winning the Super Bowl like they do every year. Football's in the air. Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. If they don't, there's always next year. Well, yeah, it's, it looks more. <laughs> Looks more like the Browns are in the headlines for the wrong reasons as of lately, not for the good reasons. So I'm not counting on any Super Bowls. I never really do anyway. Well, I think, you know, it's just the same old broken record with different story. Actually, uh, this leads into the segue of the stock market connected to football. It kind of does. And you know what? Our last episode was all about saying that we might not quite be in a bull market yet. And, you know, don't hold your breath. Don't think that it's all green grass from here on out. And I tell you what, you're pretty smart. You knew that the market was going to go down for the last three days like it has. I found new batteries for that crystal ball, and it's working like a gem. I love it. Our clients are going to be rich before we know it. I am so excited about it. In fact, I used it for the fantasy football draft. (laughs) The same crystal ball? And it's working like a champ, I'm I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm a little concerned that I I don't have a chance this season. My first game is against your wife, and I told her she... Her team is going down. It's that's, not going to win. That's hilarious. So she what thinks we did, she's going to beat me, though. For all of our listeners, we'll fill them in a little bit. For all all two listeners that listen to our podcast every episode, but uh, for all of our listeners out there, we just started a family. Well, a little bit of an extended family because we included some of our friends. A fantasy football league. Now, for a lot of people in this league, it's their first time ever playing, including my wife, who is in charge of the league. Tori is the commissioner. And so she's in charge, which actually makes me nervous because she was joking the other day. She goes, you better not make me mad all football season because if you have a trade, I have the chance to veto it. And I'm like, wait a second. So if I don't don't put my socks in the hamper and I let them lay out on the bedroom floor, I'm not getting the trade for the quarterback I need this year. And this is going to be a problem. (laughs) But we're really excited because with a lot of newbies in the league, we've been learning a lot about, hey, how does this fantasy football thing work? And who gets points and how does all that stuff happen? I'd like to hear your breakdown of what you think. I know you've been doing a lot of research. Well, as far as uh, how the... What, how, how do you think this works? What do you think your chances are? All that stuff. Well, as I uh, got done with my draft, you know, first of all, this is my first time. I never, I never even looked at it till the day of draft, until the moment before draft. So I'm working off my phone in the loft, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how do you do this cue thing, and how do you unattach somebody and attach somebody and then be ready for the... I, I just, I was completely confused. And uh, right up front, at least I had the, I was the last guy in the first round, and then the first guy, of course, in the second round. So it was an immediate got one, and then I got to get another. I'm scrambling because I'm like, how do you do this thing? Nobody taught right. me how to use it, and I did not, like I say, prepare ahead. Well, and when you start to think about it, because we're we're gonna we're gonna attach some of these ideas, we're gonna start correlating some ideas here between investing in fantasy football, and when you start to think about it, your experience with that fantasy football app. I would say is 9.9 out of 10 people's experience with Robinhood or with any sort of investment app where they get all this information, all this data, 
everything at the you know at their fingertips to make all these investment choices, but they're overwhelmed because they have no idea how it all works. But here's the thing with fantasy football, the breakdown for those of you who have never played before, because I'm sure there's a, a lot of listeners who have never even thought about or even heard about what fantasy football is. All it is. It is, you are drafting players on your digital team. So we have a digital league on our phones or on your computer, and you're drafting different NFL players, and they get different scores of points. They can score one point. They can score 30 points. And as your team, you're picking quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers and all kinds of different stuff. Those players give you a total score for the weekend. And those players can be on all different teams across the entire NFL. And then whoever has the highest score amongst all their players that they're playing wins that day. And then that our league goes the whole football season. So by the end of the season, you'll have your own football team record. And then there's a playoffs and all that stuff that goes along with it. So it's kind of this really cool idea. It engages you in more football than just the team that you, you follow. So now when the Browns aren't playing, I don't actually mind watching the Steelers because I have one Steelers player on my team. Now, am I cheering for them? No, just that one player is all I'm cheering for. I don't want the Steelers <laughs> to win. But it, it makes football season a little bit more fun in our household. Yeah, one of the things I experienced is the uh, I really enjoyed the part on the uh, – course i'd have to flip back and forth on my phone which if and your mom's over there she's got her uh, ipad out big ipad so she's got, she's got it screen. all on one screen and i'm like that's crap man you get to look at all i'm over here flipping back and i'm under pressure well but, yeah because on your draft clock you only have 60 seconds to pick somebody and if you didn't do research beforehand and you're trying to do research in your 60 seconds before you run out of time and, yeah and i'm trying to build my team off the mime players you know <laughs> The guys that have the highest statistical number from last year. Right. And I'm thinking, well, these are, you know, this is a mind player. He's like the, the top. He, he's like the AMC stock or the, yeah. he's he's one of those stock picks. I got to take him because he's going to be good. He's looking good the last 12 months. I got to I got to get in on and that And then one. when I get done with my whole team and I look at my projection, I'm second from last projected to be second and last from team. Your mother's last. I'm second from last. And I'm like, well, what the heck? I thought I was getting good players, but I didn't. So... This is what made me uh, start thinking about, well, I kind of feel familiar here. This is kind of like what we do for a living, and except in a different context. you know. It's true. Yeah, because it, when you look at your app in fantasy football, every player has a projected score for that week. So they may say that, you know, let's say Baker Mayfield, who is now a uh, you know, a Carolina Panther, which, you know, maybe, maybe that's who better. I have on my team, by the oh, way. Oh, do you? So may, maybe Baker is projected to throw for two touchdowns and 300 yards. Now, that would be a heck of a game for Baker because he hadn't had any, many of those in Cleveland in the last year. But let's say he's projected for that. Maybe he's projected to score 20 points for the day. Well, we don't know that Baker's actually going to do that. They're just guessing based off a of historical data of, well, how has Baker thrown against this team in the past when he played against them. And they're, they're guessing. And this is all on our ESPN app. And I know a lot of people have different apps that they use that can have different projections for different players. But on our ESPN app, they're, they have a bunch of experts behind the scenes who are the fantasy football gurus. I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers if you can't see it while you're listening to our podcast. But these gurus are back there saying, this is, what, this is as close as we can get to guessing what Baker's going to do. Well, the funny thing is, in all the years I've played fantasy football, I don't think I've ever once had a player score their projected score. It just never happens. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks a lot. Yeah, well, it, sometimes it's in the good way, though. Sometimes they don't score their projected score because they outscore it. But other times, it's they way underscore it. Or the only time I've ever seen it is when there's an injured player and they're projected to score zero and they don't play in the game. Then they actually don't score any points. That's the only time I've ever seen the projected score be exactly on the dot. But you think about that in the investing world. 
How many times do we talk about, well, this portfolio should be averaging 8%. Well, how many times does the portfolio actually make 8%? The average might be somewhere in there. We're projecting that this might be the average, but you know, you look at a year like this year, maybe that 8% average portfolio is down 15 to 20%. Or in a really good year, maybe it's up 20 to 30%. You just never really know. But in the end, you know, all those averages work themselves out. So those projected things, when you start looking at that stuff, it's really interesting. Well, it's just like my crystal ball, right? Right, which apparently works. I, I, we have to go back to that. Are you selling a newsletter or, or any sort of a stock picking software? Because you called it. You, sir, should be on TV for, for all of your great predictions on what happened in the last two weeks. You said, hey, don't hold your breath. This might not always be up. We may see some down in the next couple months. Shoot, you were right in the next couple weeks. I mean... Yeah. Now listen, listen here. No, listen listening. closely. All the listeners here, I'm going to give you one more gift. One more gift for the rest of this year. I can guarantee you what I'm going to say is going to happen. Oh, boy. This is a compliance issue already because he used the word guarantee. So we may have to edit this out of the podcast. We'll see what he says. There's next. three things. One, I guarantee you the market will go up. Okay. I also guarantee you that the market will go down. Okay. And I also guarantee you that it will not stay the same. <laughs> Those, my friends, is the biggest wisdom you'll gather for the rest of this year. Now, you're, you're, you're smart by not saying how far it's going to go up or how far it's going to go down. I'm just saying I guarantee it's going to so go those, up, it's going to go down, and it's not going to ever stay the same. You know? I, From one day to a day. That advice is worth money to some people. I don't know who. They, they'd have to be really dumb. But that advice, you could sell that. Well, I think if you step back to a 30,000 foot view of what I just said, you might go, well, there's, he didn't really prognosticate anything. And wait, that is the real facts of life. You shouldn't be prognosticating because the market will go up, the market will go down, and it will never stay the same. That's, yeah. We don't know which direction it's going to go. And anybody that tells you anything any different, is a flat-out liar. It's the nature of the market. I'll call them that the to their face. Bring them in here. I want to talk to them. Oh, gosh. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people in their, in their workplace, that our listeners, they go, well, my buddy says, and he knows because he made money on this stock one time. And he mows yards for a living, and he knows what's going he on. He knows, and he talked to somebody, his advisor, and his advisor says, well, long story short, have you ever heard of a fishtail? That's exactly what a lot of guys and girls at work are talking about when they say, well, I didn't lose any money this year. Well, okay, but did what do you win? What's the investment? Is it the same? Does it have the same types? Of, it's always, they only want to tell you the shiny parts of their investment portfolio. They never want to talk about the downside of whatever it is. So you always have to take with a grain of salt what the guy at work is talking about. Or, or the guy that has it in cash and says, well, I haven't lost any money. Oh, yeah, you have. Inflation's 8%. You're losing every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I didn't lose 15% this year in the market. Yeah, but you still lost 8 So yep. Sorry. Exactly. And so when it does come around, you're still going to be losing probably more than And I point. would say most people in our portfolios, if they're um, of retirement age, they're not even losing 15 to 20%. That's just what the full-on stock market's doing. That's correct. And we have different engineered portfolios, people who are more conservative, that have some different things in there to offset some of those stock losses. There's a lot of things that you can do with your portfolio to make it more effective for your goals. But that's a different episode. Right now, what we're talking about is fantasy football. Fantasy football. So, Mr. Crystal Ball. Yes. Are you going to be making any mid-season trades? 
Well, if I can figure out how to do it, I really don't know anything <laughs> about this. I, I have zero research. Okay, I'm saying zero research. I am the guy who doesn't care about the stock market when it comes to the football side of it. The football. I love football. Market. I just don't understand the fantasy football yet. Sure. And it's like the general public out there who doesn't really understand the stock market. So that what they they do and what I'm doing is I'm buying into the the BS approach that these people on uh, ESPN and all the other little websites that I looked at mm-hmm. as I'm trying to draft and I wrote the down self-proclaimed on, gurus. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm just a guy wandering around in the desert with, you know, no place to go at this point. So but yes, I will once I figure that out. And I don't even know, like I have a Joe Burrow is my quarterback and then I have Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. Do I get points for both of them at the same time, or do I have to pick which one's a starter that week? You have to pick a starter for the week. And week. you have to do that before the week. I can't do it on hindsight. You can do it anytime before their game starts. Oh, so there so is no can, hindsight bias like there is in the stock that market. That is correct. Oh, wait, that doesn't work in the stock market no, either. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work there <laughs> well, either. Well, that stock really went up. I should have bought that. That would have been a good buy. Well, I knew I it was just, going to go up. If I could just go back a week ago, I would have bought it. I, I should have. I'll, I'll just. I yeah. knew that was going to happen. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. sure you That's did. how it always goes. Well, right? see, that's going to change my whole world now because I was hoping I could get points from Burrow and from Mayfield because I think Mayfield's a starter. I think he's going to be a beast this year. No, it's actually even worse than that. Not only can you do you have to pick one. But then you get to watch them both on your fantasy screen to see which one outperformed the other. So naturally, the way that I do it is I would say I'd pick Joe Burrow one week, and that's the week when Baker has you know 500 yards and five touchdowns. You know, and he yeah. has he has a ton of points, and and Burrow throws for 100 yards and three interceptions. That's that's the pain, right? And that's and you look at the any sort of investing side of things. A lot of my friends are into the stock trading, into the meme stocks, into the AMC's and the Game Stops and the Bed Bath and Beyonds or whatever one that just went flip flop because the CEO took all the <laughs> all of his stock options and sold them. Yeah. Whatever happened there? It, it, th- those ones they they love to get into them because you can watch them, you can compare them to each other, you can see even the cryptocurrencies. Get them all on one screen, see which one's doing better, and then you can toss a few bucks into each one. The funny thing is, is that you're really just gambling. You don't know just because it was up one day or up a couple weeks or even for a whole year doesn't mean that's going to be up forever. Isn't that what we're really doing in fantasy football? I mean, I, I got meme players. I mean, yeah. I consider all my players as meme players. Well, if if you think that Baker Mayfield is going to knock it out of the park this year, I have a feeling he's that my you number might be one. Right. Oh, he's gosh. my number one meme player. And you know what? It's a roll of the dice. Now, I think eight out of ten times, Baker Mayfield is just going to be the same Baker that he was in Cleveland, but... There's those two times that he might just have a heck of a game and you're going to be happy. Let me give you a long-term perspective on this. Yes. When players leave either the Cleveland Indians, oops, I mean the Cleveland Guardians. That's better. And the Cleveland Browns, when they leave the team and go somewhere else, they always become superstars. Didn't you know that? It's been going on for decades. And the Cavs. And the Cavs, same thing. Look at LeBron. You know, he couldn't win a championship till he left, and then he came back and won one. But I I honestly, I think Kyrie Irving won that I'd like to take his name off the list, if you would. Now, any of my sports listeners or any of my big sports fans out there just heard me say that Kyrie actually won the Cleveland championship, and they might be pretty mad at me because LeBron 
did carry most of the weight because he takes all the attention off the rest of the team. But still, Kyrie hit the shot. So yeah, Kyrie's well, the king. You know, okay, I'll give you a little credit He's a little there. crazy these days, but he's the king of Cleveland. In hey, my aren't they all nuts? <laughs> Honestly, when you make that much money, how can you be How can you be sane? Well, any kind of professional athlete. Let's that's, look at the nutsiness. Yeah, that's true. There's a few of them out there. So. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. And, and you start looking at that, and we start comparing that fantasy football world, whether it's guessing and gambling on your players or guessing and gambling on your stock investments. Those things are interesting. But... The other thing that I always find interesting is the track record side of things. So we talk about the fantasy football gurus at ESPN. They are they're guys that, you know, they never talk about how many years they've won their own fantasy football league. Maybe they should start doing that to sell their, their opinions. They need to have their track record published. But supposedly these guys just get it. Every week they understand who's going to score what and who's the better player and whatnot and who has the best matchups. But when you look at that... There's some of those guys out in the investing world, too. In the in the retirement planning world, the investing world, the guys who are saying, well, one time I made money when the markets were down, which makes me a professional, which makes me the guru. You should invest your money in my investments. We that had a smells guy, of tactical. That's We had a tactical guy that we talked to, and his big claim to fame. Now, this is in 2017, 2018, so 10 years after his claim to fame. His claim to fame was, I made money in 2008. Everyone lost 30 to 40% in 2008, but I made money. Now, I never did get out of him how much he made. Maybe he made like a half a percent that year or something. And we never got out of him what he averaged after that or no. before that. But that's all he talked about is his one big win, and that was enough for him it's to sell. a sales sell. pitch. Yeah, it's for, to sell his investments. But in the grand scheme of things, when you start looking at the data that he was producing, well, the lack of data in his case, uh, but the, when you look at the data he's producing, you go, long term, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, it worked out one time. But one out of 10 is not good percentages for you know, winning rates, if you ask me. Well, and I think it compares to the uh, football week by week is there's so much variances, so many things that can happen in a week with all the players that are out there, with all the teams and all the all the stuff going on. You got injuries, you got bad days, you got, you know, just all kinds of different factors that can change constantly. Right. And the same thing with the stock market. This is why you can't predict it. The stock market is based on Buying and selling of goods, if you really want to dial down into it, right? Uh, uh, it's buying stocks of companies who buy and sell. They right. buy product and make something or they buy and resell it or whatever it is. It's a buyers and seller involved is what makes a stock move up or down. Right. And at any given day, there's estimated almost 8 billion people on the planet, Seven, almost 8 billion, maybe a hair over 8 billion right now. I think it's close to it. People on the planet, how are you ever going to know what 8 billion people are doing on a daily basis, what they're buying, what they're selling, who's making a profit, who isn't making a profit, right. who has a bad CEO, who has somebody that goes rogue and commits fraud at that company? It's the same thing as a football league is every time, every day almost – has some new twist that was not expected. Right. Isn't that called new information? Yeah, new news. But it's after the fact when it becomes news, right? Or right. it's not, oh, well, we know that Joe Burrow is going to go down or he's going to throw two interceptions on Sunday. You don't know that. Exactly. But at the end of the day, now I got my hindsight bias. I can go, oh, I should have had Mayfield in here. He had a great day. Burrow threw two interceptions. That's how the stocks are the same way. And people have to rethink their mindset as to what and how and why does a market move and gyrate and how do I make money in that market? 
Well, and that's why broad diversification is so important. It is because then you think about this on a grand scheme. So we talk about diversification a lot in our office. And the reason is, is because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So the perfect example, like you just said, let's say Joe Burrow, your quarterback goes out there and yeah. in, the, in the first quarter, in the first quarter tears his ACL. He's done for the whole oh, season. Oh, you're killing me. But if you drafted him in, let's say the third or fourth round, you gave up an opportunity to pick up somebody that was just as good, if not better than him, that isn't injured, right? And so when you put right. all your eggs in the Joe Burrow basket and then it fails on you, that hurts. So that's why when we talk about diversification in a portfolio, you put all your eggs in one basket. Like, let's say AMC is one of those uh, meme stocks that are out there, the movie theater. Put all your eggs in the AMC basket. You're riding that wave up and you're riding that wave down no matter what. There is no way... You're going to have any other experience than if that AMC, unless you diversify. Maybe you want a little bit of AMC because you like the crazy volatility of what's going on with the company, but maybe you want something a little bit more stable, like a GE or a Procter and Gamble or some company that's been around for a long, long time and boring really with dividends, boring dividend-paying stock. But they offset each other. And then if you go this on a grand scheme of things, you throw hundreds of companies or thousands of companies into different mutual funds and and then have different mutual funds in your portfolio. Now, all of a sudden, you're no longer tied to one Joe Burrow and his ACL. You're now tied to a whole economy and maybe even a global economy. And now what happens across the world matters or what happens across the country matters. But there's no one thing that can sink your boat. Right. And that's probably the one difference between fantasy football and the market is I can't have all the quarterbacks on Sunday on my team. I can only have one. So I'm still speculating. It's all speculation. So it goes back to crypto and gold and meme stocks. Those are, those are your, those are your speculative. I get one choice or I take, I choose one choice where fantasy football, you don't have the choice of having two or three quarterbacks or two or three running backs on a given day, right? right. You got your starting lineup and you got your backup team. So uh, there is a lot of similarities, but there's also differences. Well, right? what about the argument though? So let's just play this game out. I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll be devil's advocate here. What about the argument of what I did all my research? I know, I know how good Joe Burrow is. I went so deep as I started reading into his medical records to see how healthy his knees are, how good his shoulders are, you know, how long on average a quarterback at his age will last in the NFL. I know for a fact, I did my deep dive research that this guy is my guy. Now let's say that about a stock. I know for a fact that this company is my company or this exact investment is my investment because I did my hardcore research. Well, that's history. That's past. You're you're looking at past experience or past results of that particular player. Or okay, you've done your homework. You know the you know the financial stability of an a company, mm-hmm. and you know the physical stability of a player, right? right? But what changes the price of a stock going forward? Do you know the answer to that? New information. New information. So at any given point in time, any company. I don't care who they are, can go south. And any player can go south. That's new information that nobody can predict. Let's say it happens in the last minute of the last quarter of a game, that player goes down. All that information you gathered previously means nothing. New information is now resulted, new change. Stocks, yes. same way. 
if I own a, a company that is superb company and all of a sudden they've committed fraud, they've done something massively bad and it's happened in the past. Sure. Uh, we could go with a company called Enron, which is way be- before your time. They went down probably about the time you were born. No, we learned about it in school though. So, I mean, it's, it's not... It's it, a massive it's a lesson. That's just one. There's a whole sure. lot of them out there. That company, nobody ever thought that that company, they thought they were invincible. Here they were committing fraud and all kinds of different issues, and lots of guys went to jail for it. But who would have known that? till that news came out that day, it was too late for you to get out of that stock. Just like if Burrow goes down, I did all my research, man, this company looked good. And, I, and Enron, oh my gosh, I've looked at this thing. They're making profits. It's a booming company. It's awesome. And then bam. And you can't predict that new information because it happens in a flash. So the best way to protect yourself in those cases is to diversify. Absolutely. there's It's a, it's a no-brainer. In the fantasy world, the best way to protect yourself is to have a really good backup quarterback. That's right, like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> well, <laughs> to, to be determined. Hey, you just wait. You're going to find out that I am the true procrastinator. See, procrastinator. He, prognosticator. What he, did I say? Procrastinator? <laughs> you, I am one of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. No matter what, let's say Baker just stinks all year long, you're going to be fine because we already expect that to happen. This is a win-win for you. We all expect Baker to fail, just like you probably do too in the back of your head because you're a realist. But when he does succeed, I will never hear the end of this. I shouldn't say when. If he succeeds and has a heck of a season this year, I will forever hear, told you guys that he was going to be great. Told you, told you, told you, told you. The whole league will hear it. <laughs> the whole world might hear it at and some point. The whole point. world. I'll probably bring it up at every podcast. <laughs> every podcast, every every Facebook post just at the bottom. Hey, remember I drafted Baker. I'll be going, how about that, Baker Mayfield? <laughs> but, I mean, in, in the end, diversification is huge. And keeping that long-term perspective which is hard to do in a fantasy football league. But at the same time, there's a lot of factors that do play into that of picking a player that you know has longevity. You know, I don't want to pick the old guy in the league as much as I love Tom Brady. I don't know. He, he always forever seems to be healthy, but he's getting up there. The guy's 40. Well, I, I just read an article that, that, you know, the guy said that, and he was supposed to be a guru, said if you didn't take Tom Brady as your uh, starting quarterback, then you made a huge mistake. And I was reading this article and going, eh. but you know, statistically, he didn't show up on the on the uh, meme list. On the meme list. Meme player list. You know? Oh, that's that's because he's the, the G or Procter & Gamble. Old and pays good dividends. Yeah, there that's you go. That's exactly what he is. And gets paid well, too. He, he sure does. Well, and here's the thing. The guy tried to retire. He wants to be done with football, but then he still comes back for one more season. So He's those addicted. are the, those are the kind of things where you go, hmm, if he says he wants to retire, that makes me wonder, how does he really feel about playing another whole How's season? Monday mornings feel? Yeah, he might <laughs> he might be ready to hang it up in his, you know, in his mind, but I don't know. Either yeah. way. Anyhow, that's not a long-term investment. I don't want a Tom Brady. I want I want the uh the Kyler Murrays or the younger guys who are really start to step into their into their groove. I want those guys who are going to be long-term investments for my team. But What about thing, Watson, man? He's long-term, isn't he? It, he's, he's got a long-term wait until he plays because he... Uh, <laughs> but on a long-term perspective, he might he be has, a beast. He has some weird issues, man. This guy's got some problems. Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah, but I mean, what were the Browns thinking? Five years, guaranteed contract. For a guy that's kind of weird. I, I, I would have never done it. I, but we weren't the only ones. There was three other teams that were looking at him. Nobody cared about his background. All history. I can say is he must be one smooth talker. 
on on the dark side and on the good side. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. That's where we're going to close that door. But long story short, what when we look at fantasy football, it's a lot of fun. It's it's all about gambling and guessing and playing. Uh, we don't have any money on our league, which is probably a good thing, especially since half of our league, this is the first time they've ever played fantasy football in their life. But we really do enjoy that side of things. On the investment side, it's a little bit more serious. You got to look at these things, whether it's the diversification of your portfolio, the strategy of your portfolio, what the goals are for your financial planning side of things as to where you're going, what you want to do, when you want to retire. All those types of things need to be factored into it. And you can't just pick it based off of some guru that you've never met before that is in some article that says this is going to be the best performing situation. You really do need to build a personal relationship with someone who has worked through this with lots and lots of people, lots and lots of clients. And we're taking on new clients of Fike Advisors. So if you are interested in getting a look at your portfolio, at your retirement plan, you can go to fikeadvisors.com and there's a schedule now button in the top right corner. If you click that button, it'll take you to our calendar. You can schedule a time for free. It doesn't cost you any money to schedule a consultation where we just take a look at your stuff and get a brief idea of what direction we want to head. After that, we can talk about what the next steps will be. Maybe it's with us. Maybe we need to send you to somebody else who can help you a little bit better. But at least you're taking a first step and trying to figure out what is this long-term retirement plan for you and your family. Yeah, and I, I just to close up here, I would just say that uh, the Catawba Island Fikeoffs are going to win <laughs> the season. I'm, I'm predicting that right now. What a great team name. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty clean. I, for the most part. I really liked when I walked into your office last week before the draft. So we drafted last Tuesday. I walked into your office Monday afternoon, and you're over there making a avatar picture for your team. Yes, and it was it was a clenched fist, like someone who's going to punch something. straight yes. you know, straight up and down, with a little bird, like a seagull, on the middle knuckle, sitting on the middle knuckle. Yes, I have that. And I that's, made it. That's the Catawba Island Fikeoffs logo. I just couldn't get it into the uh, <laughs> system because it had to be. You know, I don't know. I don't know how to get it in there. Techie enough to figure out how to make the logo, not techie enough to actually upload it onto ESPN. I just want that on the side of the boat. <laughs> on the side of the boat. Hey, honestly, I don't Your know how you will lost never allow it. I was going to say, I don't know how you lost that battle with mom, because that is the greatest boat name ever. I think so. It's appropriate. I'm leaving the dock. I'm off. Yep. Fike off, man. Yeah, that's it. With the logo. I don't know what she was it's thinking. It's a very subliminal logo. People have to really think through it, and a child wouldn't get it, so it's yeah. all good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we'll take that up with mom in the next episode. Yeah, there you we go. need to get her on here. Good luck. Yeah, she she does not want to be a part of podcast, but we sh- we should we should guilt her into. She might do it. Well, maybe you got to ask. She'd have fun with us. Well, anyway, um, right. fikeadvisors.com, <laughs> Just to get back from that rabbit trail, schedule now. Head over there if you want to check some stuff out. Um, any other final thoughts before we head out and send these guys on their way? Nope, I'm all good. Uh, it's uh, go Browns. This is going to be the season. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Oh, boy. Well, we can always hope and dream, um, but this is fantasy football after all. That's exactly how that feels. So, anyway, have a great rest of your week, guys. We'll talk soon. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action.
Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.